Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favour and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after-lodge banter. Doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it. Welcome to episode 233 of the After Lodge podcast. Brought to you from the backside of the snowy hills of moose country. Oh, yeah. Where Tony happens to be, except he hasn't figured out how to use his microphone. Say hi, Tony. Hello. Good talk, Tony. All right. Uh, the uh, encouraging spirit. voice in the background is uh, none other than worshipless producer Bruce. Good evening, gentlemen. The guy resetting his router is uh, Sir John <laughs> of the uh, Council of Knights Kadosh. <laughs> that is his title of knighthood. Um, Shit. Scotty from the block. Scott does hey, not everybody. have to reset his router today. The ISP just left themselves. Finally. And um, we also have fellow Jitster. What's Who up? Who is probably also Jitster? Tony. But is also I think that one might be Truman. <laughs> he's he's trying to figure out how to have Truman and Tony in the same same video conference. Uh, well, Jitster doesn't even have a <laughs> microphone. Bumble at least does. It's a very Truman-esque thing. So um, we know that Tony is up in Moose Country, and we've been trying to uh, send John to find him all day, but to no avail. He's a big guy, John. How do you keep I, missing him? I don't think the internet signal reaches all the way there. It's very cold. You said he's a big guy. Have you been to Minnesota? <clears throat> he's like the moose, except with a Santa hat and facial hair. I think everybody's wearing Santa hats right about now. Especially those with facial hair. Harlan, when everybody's in three feet of snow, it's hard to see how big each other is. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, it's been a little while since we've uh, since we've gotten together with uh, Thanksgiving and other things. Uh, the election of officers at our lodge, which was interesting. Uh, uh, we're gonna get to that. What What have you guys been up to? Don't all talk at once. I lost the uh, neighborhood holiday display. Uh, I, I was pretty sure I was going to win that with my pyrotechnic Hanukkah blast, but uh, all I got was a citation from the fire department. <laughs> they don't like the spinning, spark-throwing kind there. I mean, Tony helped me out. I got uh, propane-powered, six feet tall, eight feet wide, two-foot flames. It's good stuff. Sounds like winning Giant material makes Spinning dreidel. No, no, I didn't go full, uh, full on stew pickles. 
I uh, I wanted to. <laughs> well, I've just uh, been starting to brush up on my um, uh, the first section of the Master Mason degree. Uh, my brother is about done with his fellow craft proficiency, so let me know when dust that, that is, off. Because I would yeah, like to. Well, yeah, that'll be uh that'll be a good night. I'm gonna take the next day off after. Speaking so, of which, we had an EA turn in a proficiency last meeting. This dude, yeah, we did. Been an EA yeah, we... seven years. He's been, he's been an inner apprentice longer than Bruce has been a Mason. Yes. Wow. This guy came into the lodge before me, just turning his EA proficiency three days ago. What was the holdup? Yeah. Well, he was an EMT, and then he was a over-the-road trucker for a while, and um, so basically the same holdup with friend. anybody who waits that long. I just don't want to do it. Mm. Lecture with fine. Josh for a while. Yeah. Well, that's okay. We got him on the right track with but, Ray. Ray seemed to do a good job. We did. Ray whips everyone into shape. Ray's the one that got Grand Sensor Bob through finally with his uh, with his final proficiency years ago. I loved how Ray's, Saturday Ray was uh, like, big get a chair over here so we can do this. And he was like, I don't want it. And Ray was like, get a chair. <laughs> Ray's the, the big guns for candidates that take too long. Uh, when guys just aren't getting, we're not getting through to him. We, we send in the treasurer and he never fails. And it's funny because methods like, are um, typically a very timid guy, but I don't know when it, when it comes to like lodge specific stuff or ritual stuff, he's just, you do this. He brooks no nonsense. Yeah. yeah. Ray's always been a super nice dude, especially he just, when he comes to he our lodge. He's yeah. he's super nice at our lodge. That's but that that's his power. So that way when he has to like pull out the stick and smack you with it, you're you're equally shocked that it came from him as you are that you got hit and then it's like a double whammy. Yeah, and that stick, by the and way, is just a rolled up piece of paper with all the lodges he's visited <laughs> in the last three months on it, and that stick will knock you unconscious. <laughs> he is the head the of the of the traveling committee for our lodge, yes. and every single meeting, it's it's five plus lodges he's visited in the last two weeks. It's crazy. Yeah, I still he haven't visited the guys running for junior. Any really? Not this year. Oh. No, he hasn't even been to our lodge this well, year. I know. I haven't been oh, anywhere yeah. this year. I Why don't know. you just go ahead and transfer, buddy, and and get your get your full membership in the after lodge lodge. You know Josh tried poaching me over to his uh his lodge, the new one or old one over there. I, was gonna say, I hope it didn't it wasn't our lodge because it wouldn't be poaching because he ain't there. Did he admit from y'all's? No. Oh, okay. Um, no. He, I think uh, I've only seen him one meeting since the fair. Of course, most of that's on me. I've been missing he, more than He got a little busy with his six other lodges. Yeah. 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 He well, tried I feel bad me. for him. He does all this work to start a lodge, and and he he like he gets all these people behind him, and then as soon as he stops doing. 90% of the work, everybody else is like, well, I'm going to stop too, and then it kind of falls apart right. and start yeah. over again. And this is kind of like his third time doing that. 
This guy's got more dues cards than Nick Johnson. That's not something. as many titles. It is. It is. Um, I think uh, I think Josh is on his own journey, and I uh, I can appreciate it. Like, I see his Facebook posts and his different art and whatnot. I think I, I think he's searching for something that I don't think one lodge can necessarily delve out. No, the Philosopher's Stone cannot remove a neck tattoo. Don't ask me how I know this. That's <laughs> <laughs> what the hoodwink's for. <laughs> well... Um. Yeah, so that's actually actually all I've had going on. I went five weeks without going to my lodge. Uh, it's the longest I've ever been not at my lodge, and I only missed one meeting. It's just, yeah, that was only one meeting, by the way. Don't don't anybody be like Harlan missed a bunch of no one meeting. No, it was. I was at the I was at the the Honorman's dinner at the Scottish Rite where we were making all the important people into red hats and uh, mislodged that night and then looked at the calendar and I was like oh hell it's it's gonna be three weeks before we have lodge again. Yeah, we I think our next meeting is elections for our lodge. I got I got some late. sad. Oh well, no. Send me your paper I, right now. I'll do your transfer. Yeah, uh, with a check. Well, I don't know. I don't know how next year's gonna go, dude. Um, you know, half sack stepping down for secretary. Oh no, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah he's, he's stepping. Mm, no, he's not. But he's got some. He's got some family stuff going on. Some health stuff going on. Uh, and he's been secretary so long. As long as I've been in. I think one other guy was the secretary for like five seconds while I was an EA because I, I came in as an EA in October. But then that very year after, so 20, since 2012, I think it is. Yeah, it's got to be. It's it's something pretty serious. So I don't know how this is going to go. Without saying the person's name, do I know who y'all's secretary coming up is? Uh, he's the guy that actually ran our car show. His name's Mike. He's okay. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah, I think he's gonna do all right. Wait, the same same Mike, like Scottish right Mike. Mm, I don't Mike. I don't think he's yes. he does anything with Scottish right. We'll talk after the show. Okay, he's a good guy. I don't know if he does anything with Scottish right, to be honest with you. Well, anyway, Scott, we had elections Saturday night. Yeah, how'd that I go? Think. Well, we had a meeting where we picked new officers. How it went is now a matter of record, and that depends entirely on Harlan, to be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Some people um, said some things. Some other people may or may not have gotten elected. The craft may or may not have voiced their opinion. I'm not really sure. So I want to see who gets installed next meeting. So the real question is: We had Charlie. We had Foxtrot. I know that. I know that Bob is a. um, I worship Grand Censor Bob to not members of our lodge. Yeah. Uh, I know that his uh, masonry is more in his heart than his head. Mm, Yep. 
and uh, I know he has a hard time with memorization and whatnot. But uh, was that brought up? Was was what brought up the? Did anybody like bad mouth? No, 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 nothing, nothing like that. There was there was nothing toward really. It was just just bad procedure. Every time somebody nominated something, not once did somebody get all of the words right. Like there's a there's a there's a special way you have to say it if you know that nobody else is being nominated. And it's like it's not that many words. It's like I don't know. 20 words but there's not even that. prescribed there's not even prescribed words like you just got to get the general right the, basically point. there's two ideas that you need to say just get them across doesn't even have to be in a certain order necessarily he's been elected by acclamation yeah well okay. so here we do a here we do a thing where where it's in order to move that if there's only one nomination then you know you cast a unanimous ballot right and and we can skip the box and the slips of paper. But for that to work, you have to nominate somebody, and then you have to make the motion that if there aren't any other nominations, we just do this unanimously. And then that motion is a motion, so it has to be seconded, debated, and carried. And all of that is done within one sentence. It's not like one thing happens and then the other thing happens. You say all of that, and then either people discuss the nomination or people discuss the the, the motion uh, but anyway there were five nominations Saturday is that right Harlan six six and there was one that was correct none of them what the last one was correct so one you made yes <clears throat> when you guys when you guys do your elections do you already know basically who's going where? So our bylaws changed last year, uh, whereas we used to elect all of the chairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we just elect the top five, well, the top three, and then the other two to the side. We elect the master warden, secretary, oh, yeah, treasurer, like like every normal lodge does, and then the master appoints. That's the new chair. for you guys. Yes, that yeah, just so started that's... this year. It used to be everyone was nominated. I thought it was in the Constitution. You had to have a, you have to have an election for the deacons. Sorry, Harlan, I talked no. over you. What were you saying? No, no. Uh, so what? What John was saying is like that. That's how it's done everywhere except our lodge until now. Um, we were the oddballs. Uh, our constitution, Scotty, requires that the master and the wardens and the secretary and treasurer be elected. Everyone else is uh, up to your lodge. Hmm. Okay. So does your lodge still elect all of them, Scott? Yeah. Huh. Except, uh, the only, t- the only two that are... Appo- the only I mean, we still are. two that are appointed are the stewards. Huh. That's even more odd. Usually around here, there's a handful of lodges that elect everyone, and then everyone else just does the ones like are normal. I've never heard of a lodge that just appoints the stewards. Well, generally <laughs> the, the stewards. Generally the stewards are at our lodge are more honorary positions. Like for example, um, we had a a gentleman who 
hadn't come to Lodge in many, many years because he had been sick and elderly and all this stuff. Well, eventually, like, Hapsack had started bringing him to Lodge, and in that time, he was diagnosed with terminal cancer, and we elected him to that chair, elected him to that chair, so he could die in that chair, basically. Um, so it's more of like an honorary thing. He, I mean, he had never, you know, he had no intentions of ever being a master, the, the master of a lodge, or he's never even got his proficiency or any of that. You know, it's just something nice. And he was, that's the proudest I ever saw somebody, man. He was so happy. That's cool. Yeah. I gotta think, Harlan, the more I think about it, the more I like the idea that the stewards can be kind of, maybe not interchangeable, but moved if need be throughout the year. Cause yeah. I can think of several years at our lodge, like more than one person wanted to be junior steward. And I can think of several years at our lodge where nobody wanted to be junior steward. And it's nice for that yeah. to be flexible, even if nothing else is. I mean, yeah, I can never I mean, really cook. Got really... I got to work and we meet right. on Thursdays. We've got the entire core of officers that have flexibility now, which, you know, that that's how Grand Lodge works here, too, is, you know, we only elect the Grand Junior, Senior, Deputy, Grand Master, Secretary and Treasurer, and then the Grand Master appoints the other 30 Grand Lodge officers. That's how it should 60 be. if you count the district deputies. And committee yeah. men. I mean, you can't be yeah, voting. There, there's for not actually people. It's how many? Stupid. How many people do we have in the in the Grand Lodge, like collared officers? There's a lot. Was it 16, 18? Uh, it's too many. The grand Persuadient uh, and the Grand Swordbearer. Oh yeah, no, I got a question about that. The the Grand guy who was out at our place Saturday. Did that position exist last year? Because I don't yep. know who that was. The don't grand say Swordbearer. Okay been around for well longer than me i've never fully understood what that job entails maybe john knows i mean i guess uh, you carry the sword yeah you basically percent anytime there's a grand lodge procession the grand sword bearer goes i can't remember where in the line like the first couple of individuals in the line and yeah they just carry a sword and then the other problem is when you have grand session, you're stuck sitting in a chair inside directly across from the grand master. So basically during the procession, he's just there to take the bullet that's meant for the grand master. But the Tyler has a sword and takes the bullets. What is he holding? Hold on. Is he holding? Is he bearing the Tyler sword? No, no. Our, the ours master a, sword. Yeah. Ours carries a separate sword than from the Tyler. Plus, we Where have an assistant grandfather who also has. Does he a just sword. hold it on his lap during the meeting? I think so. Are they spirit knows? <laughs> yeah. So I, it's I, in case like pirates that. break in, he can ours throw is, the sword to the grand ours is stuck Actually, like Excalibur, like it's yeah. it's in a piece of furniture. Actually, if I remember right, we have a oh, there's a carrier that goes on the floor, and you put it point down into the floor. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. But our current our current sword bearer is the recently raised son of a recently made Grand Lodge officer. That is 
horrifying. Not, not no. They're, well, I mean, I'm talking about the face that just ah looks like a bumble. Oh, there it is. Hi, Tony. Can you hear me now? We can. Yes. I tried on my iPad. I tried on my iPhone. I had to download Chrome as a browser. Make it my default. It's, Tony, been, it's been a project. Tony, this new system has a phone dial-in number just for you. That, that email that Harlan sent out, you can just click there. Like there's a link directly in that. I did that, and every time it, uh, every time it got to the point to where. It called in, and then it asked you for your password, and then it automatically put all that in for me, and then it just hung up. I've kind of figured out this is a way. I haven't been on the show for a while. This is a way for you all to get rid of the old man. You figure, well, okay, clearly, it didn't show. work, so Harlan, you're going to have to try harder. We're going to do a show. Right. We're going to we're Discord. Gonna, okay. Well, we started we're, we're out on like, alternating password. We did it at We did it face-to-face at first. And then we went to Google Hangouts, and then we went to yep. something. I don't remember what else we went to. This, this is it. Oh, YouTube. We went to YouTube. No, we're we're still on YouTube. And I'm, I'm bothered by the camera. On. Tony's forehead takes up seventy percent of his screen. <laughs> and now we're so. on something called Jism. Really? <laughs> and I'm like, who the hell picked these? He really, picked Tony? Me. That's what it says on my screen. Tony, you're like five minutes away from John's house. You could have just gone over there and, you know, sat next to him. He hasn't had any Dude, problems tonight. You wouldn't have had to share internet with 3,000 other people. Yeah, John doesn't have the bandwidth. Hey, have you all ever been to Minnesota? No. Minnesota? Never. It's too cold. Oh, yeah. moose there. No, we, we've talked about my moose phobia on the show before. I flew this morning. I got up at like 3 o'clock in the morning to get on a plane to fly to... Moose Grove, Minnesota. And uh, you know the most surprising thing about the whole trip? There's not a Moose Grove, we Minnesota. <laughs> no. <laughs> John, John, the most surprising thing to me about the whole trip was that there were other people on that plane. People actually went to Minnesota of their own. Are you own sure they weren't moose disguised as people? They, yes. they there could be some kind of like people trafficking thing going on because all these people are, and and me being the idiot, I'm coming from our town. I've got my light black jacket on, right? Oh. You know, it's comfortable. Did you seriously not look at the weather? A guy who travels no, you deeply like you do, you fly around the country, you don't look at the weather well, before you go. I yeah, get to Minnesota this morning to the to the Minnesota St. Paul, Minneapolis St. Paul airport. It's minus 19 degrees, man. Walking from the airplane just up a jet port, I thought I was I thought my pecker was gonna fall off. Oh, it was horrible. What? Uh it is uh <laughs> what's the time? What's the time? <laughs> he can but, talk about but, the pets he takes with him on the plane. How did they the let pets. you were were you just wearing those on your shoulder or did you have them in a cage? What's that? Your woodpeckers. Your peckers. Oh <laughs> they uh it was Tony can lay it on his shoulder. I, <laughs> they're frozen solid. It's like the bird from Dumb and Dumber. He's like, hello? Pretty bird. And on the plane, they were talking about some ice fishing. I'm like, they're coming up here. It's 20 degrees below zero so they can go ice fishing. 
Yep. Idiot. <laughs> They're crazy. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen like a lake frozen over for real. Do, do they know they can one. go to a lake that's not frozen and just do regular fishing? Exactly. And it's like super easy, and also it's not cold, and also you don't have to cut a hole in the ice. But so what are you going to use that ice auger you bought for? Right. Exactly. I'm just $300, and he's out there hand cranking a hole. John can verify this. I'm, I'm driving down the highway. I'm going to St. Cloud, Minnesota is where I was at today. Yep. So I'm driving down the road. I'm listening to the, I'm listening to the radio. And every ad that came on, Menard uh, Fleet, is there truck and fleet or farm fleet or something? Fleet farm. Fleet farm, yeah. Every ad that came on the radio was advertising something to do with ice fishing. Get your ice fishing temporary hut here. Get your auger here. Get your What a great Christmas present. John, you get my butt of ice auger. I will come up back up here to literally kick your ass. <laughs> like, John, that's got to be a thing that's mainly for tourists, though, right? Like, I feel like there are more people who travel oh, no. there to do that. That really, like, that's a there big are. I am probably one of the few people in the state that won't ice fish. What? Really? I, I will. Yeah. I will not ice fish. No. Huh. But it is a huge deal. Like. Up at uh, so we have a a, lar- a larger lake up here called Lake Malax, which is pretty big in comparison with other states. Um, it's not our biggest by a long shot, but there'll be people that'll rent like four, six person out uh, not outhouses, ice houses. They'll have them towed out on the lake, and they're sleepers. You stay in them overnight, and you fish. Can you can you yeah. explain the appeal of it? Is it how like how is it different from regular? Is there a certain type of fish that you can only catch by sitting in a shack in minus thirty degrees and drilling a hole in the ice and waiting there? No, not unless you're fishing eel pout. But I Why think you can get that. The, if uh, I was a fish, I would volunteer to get caught. I'm like, well, yeah, right. Yeah, well, look, <laughs> it, it's a it's a warm heated ice house. Pull me up out of here, fucker. Like, I'm gonna yeah. be honest. I wouldn't even do that as a job. If that paid twenty dollars an hour, I would not do that. No. No. How the ice awful. house is heated? How the ice house is heated when? It, wouldn't that eventually melt the ice? Yeah. How can it heat? Heat rises. Heat rises. It it's propane or like usually propane heat, but the heat rises and the ice stays so, frozen because you have a giant... Really cold okay, so it's there. just a tiny bit of heat then. It's 32 degrees no. inside that place, not like no, 60. I, like, I could wear what I'm wearing now, jeans and a sweatshirt and a baseball hat and ice fish in a, in a really well-made ice house. I There's people that have got TVs in the right house. Like, they're like rolling resorts. It's crazy what people put into their ice houses, like money-wise and then like accoutrements. It's like dropping an RV onto the ice and then cutting a hole into it and dropping now, it. Now, if, if I were a teenager and didn't have a house and I wanted to take my girlfriend somewhere, I'd take her ice fishing. <laughs> yeah, but you would also yeah, put that's not around it every time you say it. Yeah, John, there's... John, you think you don't do ice fishing yourself? No. Well, the, no, I do let not. Me ask, well, let me ask you a question. Are all ice fisher people, because there were women there too, are they all assholes? Because every one of them were coming to Minnesota. 
they all knew it was going to be 19 degrees and that the lakes were froze over. And they seen me on this little light jacket and not one person said anything to me. They all, I know they were all just snickered. Oh, look at this guy. When he gets there, he's going to freeze his butt off. That's because they knew you were the one asshole who wasn't ice fishing. <laughs> That's how he could tell there were no native Minnesotans on the plate because they don't catch you going, Oh, don't you think they're you're like, going to get cold? Yeah. <laughs> It's you know it, it it's cold up there in Brainerd. You're you're gonna need to get yourself a coat. So, been nagging me all day to try to get you two together, and I I was never Same. able to pull it off. Why? I oh, don't you know. she thought it was cool that you were up there with John. She wanted you guys to see each other because well, I'm gonna come back, you know. but it's gonna be like in the middle of July. I'm never coming back in. December. Well, it'll be zero then instead of minus seven. Yeah. It's better than minus one. I'm no, serious. No, no. Some of the no, ice will come, still be just you, as big. My, my, first come back in. my first indication was this. The plane's coming in for a landing, and the pilot's doing his spill. Well, it looks like it's a low cloud. You know, it's a thousand foot. Uh, silly, all that crap he was talking about, nobody listens to. And then I heard him say, and the local temperature is uh, minus 19 degrees. That's when I was like, what? And at that point, I knew I was screwed. Yep. Did you ask him <laughs> yep. if he could just stay on? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, like asking on. one of those emergency coats yeah. from the from the storage rack. You know how, like, <laughs> with, when you go to a theme park and and there's not many people there, you go on a roller coaster and it goes all the way around. There's not enough people to get on, so they let you stay on again. Yeah. I don't know if maybe you do that. Mm-hmm. Go yeah. go wherever the plane's going. But Tony, Tony oh, your theory is pretty sound about coming back here in July. Here's the one problem. You'll come back in July. It'll be 95 with about 95% humidity. Yeah, but we're used to that. Why would human beings live in that, John? It wouldn't be. It's not as bad up there as it is down here. You, no, it's not. Oh, but they have oh I bet you. Minus, it was minus 20 today. So at what, 95 yeah. degrees in the summer. Why would anybody do that? Okay, it was, John, it was plus 20 year, today. At what point in the year attracted people to Minnesota? It certainly <laughs> ain't now, and it's certainly not in the middle of July. The person was walking across Minnesota to go to the West Coast, and they were like, you know what? Let's just stay here. Fuck it. <laughs> now, when I worked for the cable company, we actually had a whole bunch of uh, vacation homes up in Minnesota that would activate their services during the summertime. And they'd only go up there during the summer. But they get the hell out during the winter. I would say it's, it's hard to ice plan. Because Is there's it harder to ice in the, winter. in the summer? I mean... <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a little more tricky to ice fish. It's hard staying on top of the ice cube tray and being able to cast without falling in. The ice gets it's, slippery uh, yeah. in the summer. It, it takes some severe skill. Oh, man. But I have learned my lesson, to. This is the first time I came this far north. I normally go up to, like, Davenport, you know, Iowa. Minnesota's a different world up here, man. It's a, <laughs> <laughs> I've been cold in Iowa, but I literally – I thought I was going to stick to the ground just walking across. It was you might. Right. Well, and you're, you're in St. Cloud, which is a different planet. So, I mean, yeah. you got that going. Well, no, Wait, that's – at least actually, if you were down here in St. Paul, I could bring you to like Volstead Speakeasy House where they have like well, 5,000 different what, kinds of whiskey. John, that's where I'm at right now. I'm in Minneapolis right now. Oh, you know where you're, you're on the wrong side of the river, but 
Well, you know where Mall of America Boulevard is? Yep. That's that's where I'm staying. I'm staying in a hotel on Mall of America Boulevard. And Tony, I, went Mall, I went to the Mall of America. Broadcasting to the whole internet, but that's fine. Tell the terrorists where you are. Enjoy your GD, friends. It wasn't that impressive to does, me. Does, does the Mall of America not have a hotel? Don't worry, Harlan. It's too cold. They've got there. a bunch. Oh, that's true. You should have stayed there, Bruce. There's a bunch. Bruce, they have a, there's a... There's a shitload around the Mall of America. There's a couple attached to the Mall of America. They've got hotels. So that way you can do everything you need to do with never going outside? How big is the Mall of America? Where I'm staying at, right down the street was the Mall of America. And um, so I went down there and it looked like a Walmart. It was just one big building and it had like a produce section and it it looked like a Walmart. Does this Walmart have a roller coaster inside of it? No, it didn't have a role. That's what I'd always heard. It, they had a tire place. And oh, I don't think you went to the right place, Tony. I think it you looked, may have gone to actual Walmart. It looked they a lot of the front that said Walmart or Super Target. No, it was a Walmart. I think it was a Walmart. It had the Walmart symbol on the front of the building, but I'm thinking this is on Mall of America Boulevard. It, it had to be Mall of America. Anyway, anyway, who the hell, whatever town I'm in sucks. <laughs> and you can't understand You're anybody. Fish. <laughs> Fuck right off. Well, but Tony, you're right. And, and you're officially in Bloomington, by the way. Well, Tony, yeah, no, I did no, this what, Bloomington. if whatever town you're in sucks, there's only one common denominator here. <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> Nick Johnson? Oh, yeah, Nikki's not too far from you. Oh, can I, can I tell you what happened Did to you me? Your your Nick, your buddy bar. I like should your hotel figured. room. So, so nice early, earlier in the week, I tried to be like Harlan. Okay. So, I'm going to go rent a car. I got to rent a car because my truck broke on me. It needs a new engine. My new truck needs a new engine. Uh, but anyway, um, so I go rent a car. Well, they had a manager special at Hertz, and you could rent a BMW for the same price as like a Yugo. And so I'm like, yeah, I'll take the BMW. And so, man, I'm in the 500i series or whatever. I'm cruising down the road on my way to North Carolina. I'm having a great time. I get to Gatlinburg, and a damn bear or something, it could have been a coyote, I don't know, ran out in front of me, totally demolished the front end of this BMW. <laughs> And so, and so now I'm in this car that's all tore up, and I'm limping down the highway trying to make. <laughs> Did you hurt. buy the insurance, Tony? No, no, oh. never buy the insurance. That's where I would so, get you. So, <laughs> oh. so if I can, I'd like to talk about the uh, GoFundMe account that I've started. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious why, if you were going from where we live to North Carolina, you were in Gatlinburg. Uh, you go right down. I can't tell. You go right down west on the highway. Okay. You go through that one town where the lake is. I think I went a different way to Gatlinburg last time, or to North Carolina. Well, th- I go you through coming down the east coast from Pennsylvania. Yeah, I went well, through I'm to all five. Yeah, Tony, Tony took a big detour. Passed up a uh, Asheville. Yeah, but anyway, so I'm, I'm supposed to be all cool and bad in this BMW, and now I come limping in like some guy, you know. Well, just be glad you weren't driving to Minnesota. If you would hit a moose, you'd be dead. Now, when you started this story, Tony, you said you were trying to be Harlan, and I'm not sure I'm seeing the the connection. 
Uh, what car do you drive, Harlan? Uh, I drive a Honda Accord, sir. Yeah, yeah by the way, I saw that Saturday. I, you were driving a Mercedes. Right? That was you two did. cars ago, Tony. The it, Mercedes it was two cars, two ago. cars ago. Harlan moved yeah. up the east side. He's got to cut back on cars. Yeah, and then I had an Infinity <laughs> for uh, for a good long while, like four years. I was uh, driving a G37 that I thoroughly loved. And the, Did you get the rid gas... of my, my airport limo that you picked me up in? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, my, my son's a little disappointed because daddy's car doesn't go as fast now. But... Um... <laughs> <laughs> Which car that I feel, your wife I feel had like a car is too. She was in a CRV. That was a Honda. Yeah, uh, we've yeah. got a Honda 2016. But no, I went uh, last Saturday <clears throat> and bought. Didn't you tell me a story about a car accident that your wife was in, and you were so proud that they were in that car in that car seat? Yeah. I'd say the CRV is probably not as big as and, and as heavy duty as that car seat that she was no. in when y'all had the accident. No, it wasn't. That car seat was uh was a monstrosity. It was the Humber of car seat. Pilot. What? I thought you all had a pilot. No, she has a Highlander now. Uh after the CRV was totaled, uh we bought her Highlander. But no, Tony, I was in an infinity for like four years. I appreciate it. A long your, time, a real, real long time. Appreciate like, it. Uh, <laughs> like, what would you call a really, really, really long time? Like, hey, uh, Tony, so Tony. I, I had that Corolla for you 10 years. Harlan had that cool Mercedes Benz. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking of. He had that car. And then he talked crap on my car. Yeah. And then he switched to a Mercedes took a shit for four uh, years. Yeah. Well, yeah. I can't say anything. Tony's going to be in the this week. So. The maintenance was so. was what made me get rid of it. Um, and oh, then Harlan, to to help you out when you're talking about not being able to drive a fast car anymore, I still have, and I just paid off today. Yay, my 2007 Honda Element. Ah, uh, that's funny, John. I'm paying off my Mustang next week. Well, that's well, yeah, I've got three more years on my but, truck and it doesn't have an engine. I am super excited. Well, what, well, what kills me is my wife. Is it my wife went from a uh, a Chevy Cobalt two weeks ago to a uh, BMW 528 Xi? So what's the big difference? Yeah, yeah, getting out of government work's been good for you, buddy. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> a, 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 admittedly. Thankfully, I didn't have to pay for it. It was paid for by a dead guy, so that was kind of a bonus, uh, you know. But uh, I still have to pay for the insurance. Hey, yeah. Bruce. Bruce, not that bad, is it? I yeah, Tony. Speaking of government work, yeah. Why? Why did my postal service person show up at my house at like seven o'clock in the freaking morning when they normally don't come to about four o'clock in the afternoon? Was this today? Uh, yesterday. Was they were delivering, delivering mail for regular mail, or was it just a package? It was a package. Yeah, they they run packages in the morning because we have too many to fit in our truck. Oh, okay. It's like seven o'clock in the morning. The guy's pushing on my ring doorbell. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I uh, had to talk. They send them out about six thirty. Had to talk to wife into making some of the uh, some of the good cookies to to leave out because our our poor mail lady's been rolling through at like seven thirty at night. Yeah. 
I'm like, oh, lady, lady. Uh, Did you like some hot cocoa? So he's going to, I think, make some hot cocoa in one of our nice to-go cups to, like, run out to her when she rolls through tomorrow. She will really appreciate that. Here, have some cocoa. Did I say that Minneapolis sucks? No, actually, all you've said is that it was cold. And that you wanted to go ice fishing. I check into the hotel, and evidently they're on a ecology thing because to save money, the heater was not turned on in the hotel. I could see my freaking (laughs) door. So I've got the, I've got the heater, I've got the heater uh, running on high heat right now. But if you hear anything running, there's humming in the background. That's my heater trying to get this thing over forty degrees in here. I thought that was just your pacemaker. It's usually pretty loud too. Come on, you've been there like twelve hours. Why has it not been running all day? No, no, no. I can, I flew in this morning. I got in about nine o'clock this morning. So 12 and, hours, okay. And, uh, and then I went outside. That was 19 degrees. And then I had to go to the rental car place. And, and here, they don't have – rental cars up here, they don't start them. Uh, they don't have them – you go out there, so it's 19 degrees. I'm trying to unlock, uh, unfreeze the door. You're lucky if the snow's <laughs> off of them, pal. <laughs> did you have to scrape the car first, Tony? Yeah, no, honest to God. Yeah. Thanks for the car. Hold on. Did they, were they, were they, were they <laughs> another kiosk for like $20 a piece? And <laughs> – and so I finally get in the car. I drive like 40, 50 miles before, you know, you're, you're not just shivering the, yeah. the, on the highway. Because you drive 50 miles if you're in Minnesota and you want to go anywhere. And Minneapolis has the worst traffic <laughs> I believe I've ever drove in. I have never drove in worse traffic than Minneapolis. So anyway, so I drove from here to St. Cloud. I did what I had to do with my sales It's rep. true. And, hey, am I, am I lying, John? No. No. horrible. It took me like 45 minutes when I came back. It took me like 45 minutes to go three miles. Tony, I know you drove through Atlanta before. No, this was worse than what I had in in Atlanta. At least the traffic moves. Liar. (laughs) Right. There are six lanes of traffic in Atlanta, and none of them move. Well, nothing was moving today. Our biggest highway has four lanes. So, yeah, it it was nuts. I'm talking about Atlanta. So, um, are y'all? Yeah. Y'all gonna like grab a beer or something and take a selfie for my wife? How long are you there for, Tony? No, because my ass is leaving here at six o'clock in the morning again, so I can go to Memphis, Tennessee. God, you have to fly there for one day. That's my yeah. wife's from. Really? Yes. You can go down. You know yeah. the only place that I... sucks worse than Minneapolis. <laughs> That would be Goodlettsville, Goodlettsville, Tennessee, Tony. There's a reason why she moved away from there. So I'm um, uh, plus ten natural resistance to cold. This this is no joke. I'm on, Paul. I'm on employee number eighteen, trying to get him to pass a drug test for a new hire. I'm number eighteen right now. It, there's nobody in Memphis that's not high. On Tony, you can you you know they can administer drug tests without you, right? You don't have to be there to hold the cup while they pee in it. No, uh, this is the year end, end of year, so I got to go meet with all my sales reps and do account reviews and tell them that they've done a really good job or a really poor job all year. It's evaluations, and I have to do that was face to face. It would be less awkward if you didn't do it in the Santa suit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe I thought, I thought maybe the your UA test and the like 
like New Year's Eve party thing were going hand in hand somehow. You know, <laughs> <laughs> let's put, let's watch the ball drop. And in case, in your case, two of them here, Pete. Here. <laughs> no, there's just one. He, did you miss the part about Memphis? Tony is very hands-on management style. He he. Have he you guys ever gone to the pyramid in person? I've driven by it uh, many times, but no, I never, never stop in Memphis. Like I, have you? I guess up about thirty miles away from Memphis and drive exactly. through as quickly as possible. <laughs> yeah, it might be good. Okay, so you're familiar with Memphis, Scott, right? A little bit. Okay. Hey, Honda Pro Shop in the pyramid. There, there's a town called Jackson, Tennessee. Yeah, it's a, right before you get to Memphis. It's yes. the first, last big city before you get to Memphis. Depending on where you're coming from, it could be the first city that you get when you from come Pennsylvania. out of Pennsylvania. Hmm. <laughs> but anyway, there's also a Jackson, Mississippi. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when Johnny Cash sings the song, I'm going to Jackson, which town was he talking about? Jackson, Tennessee or Mississippi? I think it was Mississippi. I think it was Mississippi. I too. thought it was Florida. Probably. That's, that's, that's Jacksonville, you heathen. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Cash wrote a song about that. Yeah, yeah. it's like well. like Memphis is a weird town. Like you oh, can be God. driving through like mansions, and then all of a sudden, like you're in yeah. the slums. DC yeah. the same way. Yeah, and then um, now there, there's some weird Pennsylvania. The mansions are the slums. There are some very like weird things about that pyramid. Uh, have you guys ever heard anything about, about that stuff? No. The fact that there's a Bass Pro Shop in it isn't weird enough. So like it there was this box. What? There was there was this welded shut box that was at the top of the pyramid that the owner, the, the original architect, put up there. And then they like someone had removed it to check out the contents of it, and he started freaking out about it. And apparently he's into some like some occult stuff. We got blamed, of course, being Freemasons, but. So what was in the box? They didn't, they was didn't it release that information. Was he Jewish? Was it? Was Nobody it... ever finds out what's actually in the box. Right. <sighs> you know, that reminds me of a story that happened to me. All right. Thanks for listening to. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm, I'm saving all of your lives and you don't even know. Oh. Is there a Burger King in that pyramid, Tony? <laughs> Nobody has a clue what we're talking about. Also, building pyramids in Tennessee is that's uh, that's like some classic Albert Pike type stuff right there. Right. What literally, I, I mean, you, the, we're literally uh, at the the restaurant at the top is called the Big Cypress Lodge. Huh. I'm gonna build a Stonehenge in Georgia. Like, there is well, wait, there's at one. least at least if there's a pyramid in Memphis, there's some correlation because at least the name Memphis comes from, you know, Egypt. Yeah, but it's Tennessee. What Egyptian? I'm not saying it's a smart idea. Okay, can we can I ask a question about Freemasonry? Uh, mm -hmm. You're on the wrong show for that, but <laughs> there are some Masons on the show, so we will try. Well, we got to find that three distinct dorks guy. You can ask him. <laughs> so why does modern day masonry uh, discriminate against past masters? 
Because what happens is you, that's not you, just modern day masonry, brother. You know, you go through. You, I hope you I'm get, not past masters. It's just you. you okay, maybe that's <laughs> what it is. You go through. You do your time. You, you you work your way through the chairs, and then when you become a past master, you're sitting there on election night, and you're all anticipated and excited because I just know I'm going to get appointed to something, and so I'm waiting and I'm waiting, and nothing. I got nothing. So, On the other hand, Tony, you get to yell out loud during a degree for the rest of your life. <laughs> you, get, you get one of the nice chairs in the north side. Uh, and that's a question we need to ask uh, all three audience members. Um, <laughs> does, 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 I appreciate the sword bearer Saturday when uh, when the master offered him a seat in the east and he was like, nah, it's too close to you. And then just oh, yeah. sat down in the <laughs> Perfect. He wasn't even like saying it as a joke either. <laughs> no, I'm wondering does every lodge or, or is it a masonry a masonry thing that you know how you go through the chairs and the the circle that that takes? Okay. Well, the same thing at our lodge. I was wondering if that happens everywhere. At our lodge, past masters yeah, no, take, it's that, the same they, take that same circle. You know, they start over here close to the secretary and then as time goes by they like work their way around the lodge till you get to the northeast corner which is the old man's corner you're talking about the audience all right so tony's talking about the people sitting on the sidelines right right. and in our lodge for whatever reason the more recent past masters tend to sit in the southeast corner of the lodge and kind of year by year slowly work in a clockwise fashion right uh, uh, about the outside of the lodge room and um it, at some point they kind of end in the north west yeah. corner yeah. which um i don't know it's like they they all do that it's that's the way it's been since i've been there that just so, be, yeah. must be your all's culture too because like at my lodge we, that doesn't happen okay you're, you're doing it wrong <clears throat> apparently <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> they are. Mm-mm. No, I didn't know if that was a, a fairly common or if it was just our lodge where that kind of happened for whatever reason. So. No, it's kind of like it's kind of like being a uh, like a a past sperm donor as a father and husband, right? Like you're you're right there, but then the kids mm-hmm. come along, and then you slowly get moved out the because you realize they're not yours. Yeah. Yeah, like the more years since your your genetic donation was needed, the the further along the outside of the, the house you go. There. I don't feel like that's how it works at my house either. So your house, like your lodge, is doing it wrong. <laughs> uh, we we've got a lodge right by it. Well, about five miles away from me, that the past masters usually end up sitting in the south. Northwest corner, um, which is hilarious because most of them are stone deaf, and then they just sit in there and go, what? Huh? What do you say? Isn't it weird how the and hardest start- airing of the sideliners sit the farthest from the master? Yes. <laughs> yes. No. Every, like in every lodge I've ever been in, but, that's the way it is. But that way they're far enough away that the master can't hear them when they answer their cell phone in open lodge. Oh my god. I Which happens. Hello. <laughs> now I'm at lodge. Now I'm at lodge. <laughs> There's a degree happening right now. 
I don't know. Yeah, he's doing okay. Maybe another hour. What? <laughs> oh, good. Hold on. I'm giving this guy his oath. Do you hear about your on? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I saw that happen oh, one yeah. time. I about, I about, oof. like last year. That's it. I'm. I had a bail out of a commander meeting mid-flight last night because my burglar alarm went off at my house, and it was our Christmas observance. Uh-oh. And I'm the, the mailman attempting a signature parcel? No? No, apparently okay. the keypad went dead on her. Our oh, that's right. He doesn't do that. Oh, and right. couldn't turn it off. It could have been the mailman. Yeah, when no. He's like, no, this this ain't going back in the truck. I know you're in there. I'm coming after you. <laughs> he scanned it directly in front of John's video and just kept walking. <sighs> that, f- <laughs> that was awesome. I still think about I'm still, that. That was almost that was a year ago, and I'm still hot. Boop. Back in the bag. Did I ever tell you why he scanned it right there as opposed to like somewhere else or in the truck or whatever? Yeah, GPS, GPS tracking. So it shows yeah. that it, he dropped it yep. off. <laughs> dropped oh, it off. Awesome. Imagine how that would have gone down if you didn't have a camera, John. Right. Hey, can we talk about the worst thing that happened in Lodge this year? <laughs> um, uh, was it anything that happened Saturday night? And did this it, sounds great. Well, no, this <laughs> sounds good. Let her fly, Tony. I want to hear this. Well, I think every lodge has stories, but it just so happens. And, and now the current master, I, God love him. He'll do anything for you. I love him to death, but he doesn't always think. And so one time we were talking about a brother, and he decided to just call this call this guy's house during oh, the lodge and talk in the to middle him. of sick and distressed. Yeah, you know, the middle of sick and distressed. Hey, you, you. That, oh. That was one. The second was when the chaplain oh was God. saying the prayer, and he got and he was he was maybe halfway yes. through, and the and the master just started hollering out, "So mote it be, so mote it be," because he thought the chaplain was over. Uh, the chaplain looked at him and continued with his prayer, and so it's it was just terrible. It's become a running joke now. Instead of telling someone to shut up, we just say "So mote it so be." Mote it be. <laughs> He's like they're playing me off, guys. Nice. Somebody get the shepherd's crook for the chaplain. Bring him out. Okay, y'all are all messing up, though. Clearly, the greatest point of the year is when I tried to move on from a motion and said, well, there's a motion on the floor. Looked down at the floor and said, where? <laughs> oh, my God. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah. Get that. I should have come out. This meeting. <laughs> What? It got better since then. <laughs> Miles. So, in fairness... Um, Did he not pay any attention? Ever? There has been four or five times, though, this year that we opened the lodge like four times because we lost where we were at. And <laughs> nah, I was going to start oh, over. God. Let's just I don't even know what we opened closed Saturday. <laughs> uh, that one was... That was another one of those uh, Harlan conquest moments because we were talking about how we should handle doing a proficiency in elections and whatever. And then he asked me, so I told him. And then somebody said, no, shouldn't do it like that. So we had the district deputy and Grand Lodge Oompa Loompas and whatever there. And I was like, just go ask them. And so he went to ask them. Next thing I know, the Grand Lodge Oompa Loompas are around my desk asking me <laughs> what we should do. And then I just gave him that look. Uh huh. 
Because none of them care. I'm like, no. and I don't. I don't mean that as a negative either. Like both of well, those no, guys was... who were there are two of the best Masons I know, and it's like they went to you because they would have done however you wanted to handle it. We we did the Prince Hall thing, and and I I told everybody how that what the rules are for that. And then later that week, I'm getting calls from the district deputy asking me how to interpret the rules around this Prince Hall thing. So I told him the Wait. same thing. And then Bob says, was, a district deputy said exactly what you said. Oh, did he? Was this the honorary member? Yeah, something like that. So, yes. Um, I just thought maybe at some point during the year, like somebody would appreciate that I know what I'm talking about, but it never happened. No, it'll never happen. That doesn't work that way in masonry. Except for the one time when, like, I, I do have the wrong answer, and then everybody just runs with it with reckless abandon. <laughs> like, really? Like, the one time... That's, that's the one you'll be remembered for. Well, yeah. Yeah. Harlan said it. Go! Yeah. Like, and the funny thing is, and I'm not trying to inflate your ego, Harlan, but, like, when I was at Grand Lodge... Everybody was kind of whispering, what Harlan say? What Harlan say? Oh, yeah, but that wasn't that wasn't for the same reason. That wasn't out of respect that I know what I'm doing. It was like more of a did you really just say that? No, it was on no, it was more on your opinion of how we were to vote on right. something. You don't know how to vote. How is Harlan voting? Do the Basically, what what did, what did Harlan say? Do the ops. I don't know. I've come a long way since uh, that first year when I was master at Grand Lodge and had my service record and my character and uh, just my manhood and whatever else expunged called into question on the Grand Lodge <laughs> floor. And the Grand Master is just twiddling the gavel around like, oh, no, this is perfectly fine. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, it was a bad year for me. We were doing what that. What year is this? Uh, twenty. Okay. Yeah. I was masters my first time at Grand Lodge and there was a issue it involved veterans and the George Washington Memorial and I felt strongly about both of them. And of course I always have the opinion that's the opposite of the majority. It's it's just like the curse of my life. It's part of being a libertarian, I guess. And uh made my case known and then it's cuz you're a rebel. And then all of the follow-up like speakers to those motions proceeded to berate my service record, my patriotism, my manhood, my character, my masonry, my Jesus. lodge. Because you're like, too much bad. of a rebel. Wait, it was bad. They but... badmouthed you in open grand oh, lodge? Yeah. And I, I kept looking at the grandmaster like, are you this isn't uh... can you can and you... I never spoke at Grand Lodge again for like five years. I just never said a word. Yeah. And even then it was through the other people. Was yeah. that the same year, though, that that one certain master started talking about all the veterans? Look at all these guys. What's wrong no, with that the was rest the following of you? Year. Okay. Oh, my God. Really? I was district deputy that year, though, so I uh, I got to speak. And it wasn't Grand Lodge, so nobody could, you know, follow up yeah. after me and talk about what a shitty veteran and person I am. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, Harlan, <laughs> did you consider that if you weren't such a shitty veteran in person that they wouldn't have done that? I I did, actually. I, I You really brought it upon yourself, yeah, Harlan, I, let's be honest. I went home and, and I was I started questioning my patriotism 
and my service <laughs> oh my record. <laughs> um, well, but I was I was still new enough, right? I was still green enough around the gills. I mean, it was my first time at Grand Lodge, so I I hadn't been enough to become cynical like I am now and just let that roll off my back. Like if that oh, happened, yeah. the class. year you were master was your first year at Grand Lodge. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, I mean, I went a little bit as senior warden, like just to see where everything was and how it was done. But uh, you got to remember who was master before me. I, oh, I right. did. I went. I went because we got the uh, we got the award, and I went for that too. Who was master before you? Um, he who shall not be named. Yeah. So on this podcast. <laughs> In in hmm. perpetuity, um, so I, I do remember being there briefly, but I didn't participate in anything until the year I was master. And uh, but it's okay. It made me uh, it made me the uh, curmudgeony old asshole that I am now. So my brothers uh, helped me grow as a person. It tempered him so that he could be secretary for life. <laughs> so now he just doesn't give a damn. <laughs> now that he is forged <laughs> in the hells of fire, he cannot be harmed. Um, well, they got they got me this year with the whole watered down iced tea crap. Pissed me off. Watered down iced tea. Yeah, we were talking about allowing EAs into the um, business meetings, and I, get, that didn't come I stood year. up and yeah, well, not this year, oh, but last year. Yeah. Sorry. And I said, uh, "Well, you heard me." I, I stood up there and I was like, "Well." You only need the secretary and treasurer to open up for an EA. So why wouldn't we have business done in an EA degree? And then this old guy just shambles himself up there and he's like, Misery's been around for 3,000 years. And back when brothers, he rode a T-Rex, he didn't do it this way. Yep. If we keep going this way, we have all this watered down iced tea. Eventually, it's not going to be iced tea anymore. You got a standing up. Hold on. What Dude. is it? Because oh, I'm pretty sure it's still iced tea. Well, then it's just, um, then it's just deleted. Is that tea. the point where you just go, excuse me, girls drink iced tea? <laughs> well, it's Pennsylvania. So, right. Oh, there we go. I am making uh, some inroads on your uh, on your brewski approach there, though, Scotty. I'm uh, I'm cantankering with some of the powers that be about uh, lodges that carry their own building and insurance, etc. And what jurisdiction does the Grand Lodge have to say they can't or can't consume adult beverages on the premises? And uh, well, yes. I didn't get summarily dismissed this time, so uh, I'm going to see how this goes. Well, since you brought it up... Uh, well, I had to keep you talking. <laughs> I didn't bring it up. Well, the um, the guy that's going to be Grandmaster, not next year, but the year after, Indeed. he is not for it. I, I Yeah, I'm aware of that, too. Uh, much to my chagrin, because <clears throat> I wasn't expecting that. Me neither. <sighs> however, <laughs> however, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he hasn't. 
he's not the type to to shut out conflicting ideas. Um, so no, he's not. So, um, he does hear me out before he says, ah, no. Um, <laughs> and he's got a couple years for me to, to wear on him. And, you know, I'm going to take that approach that my son takes where you just keep repeating something until they let you have it. So you'll shut up. Damn. Works for my boy all the time. Look, man, it's, it's, it comes down to this. It's like, if I, I tell these old guys all the time that we need to go back to the way it was like maybe four generations ago. It's, it just We're talking Masonic generations. They're a little longer. Really, it's only two. Mm. Well, I kind of feel like the, the guys that are around now are the guys that were taught by the guys that were taught by the guys that knew what they were talking about. Does that make sense? Kind of, uh, I was taught a lot of stuff by Captain America, and he was a direct recipient, so. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't believe anything that man said to me. Bless his memory. He's. Anyway, he was, he was there. Not. He, he was there when, uh, when Prohibition was passed at Grand Lodge. He shook his fist the whole way. Yeah. Uh, He's not, he wasn't that old. What what was he, 94, I think? But yeah. He was like 98. Oh, I don't know if he was that old. But yeah, he was, he was up there. And he'd been amazing since he was like 21. Uh, Yeah. So, uh, working on that. And uh, we got new and interesting things happening, uh, happening in our lodge for next year. So the show will not be amiss for material. Uh, beginning with our installation in a couple weeks where the uh, master elect will be preparing his own installation dinner because nobody else is good enough. Was that his choice or do you think he just did that because nobody else did? Because I felt really bad when he He said that, but it sounds, it sounded like he had been kind of preparing it for a while. He had, he, he shut down the, the, uh, I'll bring X, Y, or Z statements from certain people very quickly. He was like, no, 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 that's, that's okay. Got it covered. So he doesn't Mm. want us to bring anything. Uh, I mean, maybe you, you may want to ask him individually, but the people who volunteered, he was not interested in having their food at his dinner. Well, I'm on the keto diet right now. Do you think I could call him and make sure that he has a keto friendly? Uh, He will. (laughs) He will. Uh, good news. He's Tony. A, no, he might come in for this installation. Um, our senior warden, our master elect, is making the brisket. And I remember the brisket because the brisket made a mess the last time because people were picking it up and then it would slop off the bone and splash on the plate and get all over everybody. Mm. It's good brisket. That's how you know it's good. Yeah. Uh We'll have to get. We'll send you some, John. It's cold enough that uh, it'll it'll stay frozen in the mailbox. I'm always up for brisket. I don't give a shit if it's fresh. <laughs> um. Well, he'll be the master when you come in. We might be able to talk him how to into making some. Oh, we got our uh, we got our big uh, master mason degree barbecue thing sorted I out. Say, and I think John's that's the same time. Coming down the same weekend as that, so he's going to get better in brisket. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, we gotta get that figured out. Roast than a moose. Well, it's it's either that or you're gonna have to wait till April so I can ride my new motorcycle down. So, you know that uh, the widow's sons have a have a big thing here, but I thought it was in like August. I don't know. Probably. I mean, if you're if you want to visit the lodge, that's honestly about the best weekend of the year to do it. That's we're we're gonna have more visitors that weekend than any other. It's a big night for us. It is. That way if somebody comes looking for you, they'll have a harder time picking there you, you up. There you go. What? All right, here's a trick question for Tony. Which direction are you facing? Outside. <laughs> I'm facing outside. For Christ's sakes. <laughs> okay. While true, I was looking for cardinal direction, but. I don't have a clue. I got a horrible sense of direction. I might be. I could be in New York for all I know. No, because it's not 19 freaking degrees below zero in New York. <laughs> There's no ice fishermen in New York. Uh, there are. There are, yeah. in fact, ice fishermen in New York. Oh, jeez. I spent some time yep. at Fort Drum. I remember. What are these people thinking? Uh, I just wanted you all to see the dark side of that there Manson Dixon line. Giggity, giggity. Yeah. <laughs> Manson Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with the other Dixon line. <laughs> Oh boy! Did you drive across the bridge? <clears throat> there's there's, there's <laughs> nothing but bridge bridges again. up here. Wasn't it the bridge that fell down <laughs> up there? Yes, it's the a very landed. nice new bridge. They call it the land of ten thousand lakes. That's bull crap. It's the land of water that has a few land spots in the middle of it. Yeah, uh... that's arguably true. That's Paul Bunyan and his uh and his stomping out there, right? Isn't that the, the thing? What happened? That's what my yeah. granny said. Paul yep. Bunyan went stomping through the through the plains and made all the lakes. No? Nope, that's accurate. Okay. That was the folklore. Okay. I mean, I don't I wasn't there. Did that come from the natives or because that, that doesn't feel like native talk. Right, yeah, because a forty foot white guy. When I think think natives, oh yeah, I think stories of really tall white guys. No, does this look like male pattern baldness to you guys, or is that just normal? Yeah. I haven't looked yet. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> See right up here, it looks like it's getting kind of. Yeah, I'm gonna go with my original answer. That's you know, like your hairline almost makes an arrow. So, I mean, I got a lot of hair, but it's you feel. I feel like, like yeah, but it's the, in the other areas what, where the arrows the, not. What the? Listen, old timer, what, what are you bitching about? I feel Is like we should control your position about you ancient Masonic secrets, you guys. Ancient Masonic secrets. The hair club for men. <clears throat> Is that male pattern baldness? Nope, it's just baldness. Aren't you? You're gonna be left. Like Friar Tuck next. Oh, yeah. Hey, Tony, could you help me identify a genital wart? We're sharing <laughs> questions about. <laughs> oh, my God. It really is Jewish. 
And that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. I get nothing. Right. I get nothing out of that. This Come on. Been, uh, is it, anybody have anything else to add before we? Uh, right. Google's gonna. What date does Hanukkah start on? Uh, the twentieth. The twentieth. Okay. Oh, the Witcher series comes out on the twentieth. I'm sorry. Yeah, because what are you coming over the twenty seventh? I don't know. Is that the last day? Which is the best day of Hanukkah? Uh, That's a good question. So it really depends on the wife's food schedule, mostly. Uh, it's the uh, night we have way, donuts and lockers. That thing they're all going to is the same weekend John's coming in. Thing who's all what, huh? Your wife and my girlfriend and uh, your wife. That's a problem. Yeah. It's I had that, it on the calendar. I was it's there that first. Sunday. I, I know how long it normally takes these things to get posted, so this is topical because um, it takes a while for these episodes to get posted for whatever reason. You show up on the show for the first time in like eight <laughs> months, and now you now you got jokes. So anyway, <laughs> so anyway this is topical uh, and, and, and somewhat mm-hmm. serious. If you get the opportunity to attend a Passover Seder, do it. That is the funnest thing. I never realized it, but a Passover Seder is basically a drinking game. Did y'all know that? They're all like that, Tony. It's not just Pesach. Hanukkah's not, like that. I'm not making that up, though, am I, Harvey? Rosh Hashanah's like that. It's really... Jewish holidays are like an excuse to drink and be holy. Yeah, you haven't seen anything until you've seen Purim. Oh, man, I want to go to Purim. Yeah. <laughs> uh. What does per Perm's a blast? Yes, it's uh. What, what is Perm? What does that recognize? Esther? You basically dress up and make fun of like yeah. every official in any sort of public office you possibly. It's the can. story of of Esther in your uh, Old Testament. You can call it what you want, but I think most of these holidays originated around the time of the major labor labor movement, and it was a, another reason you could get a day off work. You're like, oh, I have a Jewish holiday. Uh, what? What is this one, Harlan? Uh, it's so, like like between New Year's Day and Easter, we uh, got nothing. between New Year's Day and Easter, we got nothing, and y'all got like six holidays in between there. So it averages a, about one a month. That's uh, we get a day off for Christmas. Day. You get eight days off for Hanukkah. No, you get zero days off. Hanukkah is not even a holiday. See, it's. It's a festival. There's there's no of days lights. off. The only reason that people who aren't Jewish know what Hanukkah is, Adam is Sandler, because the end. <laughs> it happens in December and it involves lights. A See? crazy night. If if it wasn't for that, nobody like like Hanukkah is the the Jewish version of like Armistice Day. Like on the list of holidays ranked by importance, it's it's at the bottom, like the very bottom. <laughs> And I always get into this with my wife because she wants to make Hanukkah compete with Christmas, and it's it's not a fair contest. Like you're you're pitting the least important holiday on the Jewish calendar against the most important holiday on the pagan calendar. And Again? really, yeah, it's the winter solstice, man. <sighs> Pine trees it's and candles. He's and, inappropriate. He's not wrong. He's he's, he's not wrong. He Bruce. Authority. <clears throat> He's not wrong. We just celebrate Christ's birth. The Nazareth guy was actually born, born in the like spring. He was born in the spring. It's not even his birthday. We adopted pagan ritual. It's our ritual now. Okay. Uh, 
but it's it's not like you're you're putting up you know Passover or Rosh Hashanah against against Christmas. It, it, it's Hanukkah. Well, what's Rosh Hashanah? I've heard of that. What's Rosh Hashanah? What's that celebrate? That's like exactly. Boaz's it's, shoe or something. No, it's just the, it's the head of the year. It's the beginning it's of the year. year. Okay. Did you know George Washington was a Mason? Damn it. <laughs> Thank him. you for listening to episode 233 of the Afterlife Podcast. <laughs> yeah. You can find the show notes for this or any previously published episode. Don't stop. At com. Find us on Facebook or Twitter at After Lodge. Shoot us an email at afterlodge at email.com. Hang out with us on IRC at irc.snoonet.org. And of course, the best place to find us is on the Freemasonry and After Lodge subreddits or under a mound of snow in Minneapolis, St. Paul. Thank you guys. I'm going home. uh, We will see you on the other side of the installation and (coughs) maybe. I don't know. Have a good one. Slunger. Merry Christmas.